the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey there, it is Faith Talk Live Tuesday edition. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Two for Tuesday or Taco Tuesday. Are you having tacos on Tuesday? If you are, call Shamso, 404-995-7300. We're taking a poll. And if we pick yours, Dan and I will show up at your house next Tuesday and we'll eat tacos together. I think that sounds like a great idea because tacos tacos are good any day of the week, but especially on Tuesdays. I actually had somebody earlier in the week I mentioned about tacos. To me, if I make tacos, it's like I love it. It's like a, a Friday night. It's like a, a celebration. It's like a treat to me. Sit yeah. down, watch TV, eat tacos. And this person just basically poo-pooed the the taco experienced and i'm like do i Is this know person you? american or are they communist I, or what's wrong with them i'm gonna find out but i'm gonna check just like they do on facebook where if you're you know somebody will send something and say if you don't respond then you must not be my friend i'm gonna do the same thing yeah that's a good idea by the way i just made that up as far as dan and i showing up i just kind of ran with it it's it's, I mean, we will show up if you'd like for us to. I mean, it's <laughs> if it's tacos and they're free, hey. Hey, we could do that because we have been doing Thankful Thursday. Yeah. What would we call this? Thankful Tuesday? Uh, Two for Tuesday? Thankful tacos for Tacos Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it could be the rage. I think folks would love that. If we showed up, so would we give them something? Would Is there something we would give to the people cooking well, the tacos? I mean, I guess we would bring t- the tacos in that case. Um, and who doesn't want free tacos? Hmm. Who do we get to look into this? Somebody on Shamso, our staff. She knows everything. Shamso does know everything. 404-995-7300. All right. Uh, Donna cannot have uh, gluten. and And she's been... And what do you call that when you can't have gluten? You just can't have gluten. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're gluten intolerant. Intolerant. It's been a few years. And I buy her the gluten-free. I try to buy her everything gluten-free so that because it really does make her ill. Mm-hmm. And so I've been buying her gluten-free bread for, for years uh, at different stores. Sometimes it's hard to find. Sometimes it's extremely expensive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the rest of us eat regular bread regular bread so you know it's like i don't know how much it is i just pull it off the shelf it's not very expensive and so we ran out the other day and i wanted a sandwich so i thought i know i'll just take a couple of pieces of donna's gluten-free bread i'm not going to mention the brand yeah and uh i put it i put it put ham i think i had ham or salami or something and pickles and cheese and was excited about eating it and took a couple of bites, and I was like, I don't know. I I hate to say that I'd rather be sick because I wouldn't, but it tastes awful. Did it? What What is it about gluten that makes things taste good? Is, that, is, it, is it a gluten seed? Is it a gluten? <laughs> what is it? 
It's the glue in the gluten. It holds everything together and makes it taste much better. <laughs> it's the glue in the gluten. Of course it is. Yeah. So come on, guys. If you're making gluten-free stuff, make it taste decent. Yeah. And most people would say, well, they're trying. They, I, I had a good gluten-free brownie the other day. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been so long since you've had a regular brownie, you thought it was good. Oh, my gracious. Poor Donna. Please pray for Donna. She eats gluten-free bread. Yeah. Uh, it depends on the brand. I think some, I mean, none of them taste as good as bread with gluten, but there are, and I can't remember which store because they run out so quick. I get a certain brand and it's, it's, it's good. It's not great, but it's not awful like I had the other day. I'll have to remember who that was. I'll never buy that again. Yeah. And tell Donna, hey, if this stuff tastes awful, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a martyr. <laughs> I'll buy the good stuff. I'm suffering for Jesus. I'm eating gluten-free bread. <laughs> it's just, it's two rocks with meat in the middle. That's what it is. But You know, it's like, I mean, you know, you're not supposed to eat a lot of fat. But, you know, some fat, it's like fat in a steak. Mm -hmm. The fat in a steak makes it taste delicious. I mean, much hey, better. Yeah. God used to, back in the day when they did sacrifices, he loved the fat in the meat. So yeah. give me a, a good New York strip that has some fat marbling in it any day. Yes. Mm. Yeah. If the meat's too lean, like there's no fat or little fat in venison, and I love venison. Um, but yeah, beef, are you kidding me? You got to have some kind of fat in there. Mm-hmm. Now, do you, I, st I don't eat the fat like I used when I was a kid, I could eat it and it was delicious because fat does taste great off of, uh, you know, the little rim that goes around the, some pieces of the steak. Yeah. But the older I get, I, you know, I'm trying to cut back on the, on the fat. So I don't eat that anymore. Do you eat that or I, no, if it, I mean, if it's a big thick part of the fat, unless it's got some good gristle on it from the grill, which really <laughs> gives it even more flavor, sometimes I'll eat a little bit of it, but. Usually I'll give that to the dogs or just throw it out. All right. Now that now that we're hungry and starving and those that are listening to us, not only will we have a taco Tuesday, but now we'll have a grill steak, Wednesday or grill, grill Friday. Or a steak Saturday. Steak Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> we could take food and, and make it every day. We could. And then show up at people's houses and we could do the show live at people's houses. Remember when every we day. did? Every like, day we'll do that. We'll hand out posters and cards for the uh, Rick and Dan show, and we'll have a lot of fun. Like we did the time we had the show at Ike Reichert's house. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he didn't invite us back. Robin says that Dan took some of the silverware. Now, I, I've known Dan for almost 20 years. I, I, I don't think so. I thought it was that plastic silverware <laughs> that looks real and yeah. is pretty, so I took some. Yeah, what kind of devil makes those? A deceiving devil, right? I, have you yeah. ever been? I, I've done that. I'm like, oh, and you pick it up. Like, this is like. This flat. isn't real. <laughs> the same people that make gluten make those. <laughs> I mean, gluten free. That's what they do with the gluten is they make silverware out of it when they take it out of the product. Hey, congratulations to Ezra or Ernie Ortiz and Abby. They now have, yes. Twins, I believe it was Saturday. Was it Saturday night that? Uh, yeah, yes, I believe so. Saturday I, night, they got two, two, two for one. 
Rickina and Danette have been yeah. born, and uh, what beautiful children, beautiful girls, and what beautiful names. Actually, that's not their names. I, I think one is Eden, and the other Eden one and Ava. Oh, yeah, man. Although I think Rickina and Danette were, you know, would have been really nice, but they decided to go with Eden and Ava. So pray for Abby and Ezra. No doubt they're not getting any sleep. Well, I don't know. I haven't talked to them. Maybe they are. Well, last I heard, talking to Ezra, I guess Saturday night and Sunday, they were in uh, the NICU just you know, just to keep an eye on them and right. make sure because they were preemies. Uh, yeah. But it sounds like they're doing well. So they're getting sleep now. When they go home, probably not so much. I can guarantee you that those girls will need a lot of baths because they will stink from the spoiling they will get from their families and Especially and well they should grandmother be. Jeanette yeah yes well they should be spoiled that's mm-hmm. what uh, I'm looking forward to spoiling grand see you're not supposed to spoil your kids you're supposed to spoil your grandkids right exactly my grandmother god bless her she <laughs> she had a gazillion uh grandkids um but for some reason, I was her favorite. Oh, well, of course, because you're and, Rick. And I never got to, I rarely got to see her because she lived in another state. But when I would go see her, uh, she would always take me to like the toy store and buy just loads of stuff. And just, you know, it was crazy. And she loved doing it. Then later I realized, what you know, when you get older, you realize some things. Her and my grandfather were on a fixed income, so they didn't have a lot of money. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I wish I would have known then. I wouldn't have expected right. that. But she loved doing it. And that's what grandparents do, right? They That's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, like like Thatch. I mean, the boys got the boys got a Corvette already that's been pre- it's right there outside of the driveway. His parents are not allowed to drive it. Yep. But when he's sixteen, look out. Yep. He's gonna take it out. And he and uh he and Appa are gonna go for a ride. Oh, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be. All right. Uh, the Jesus Revolution movie is coming out February or February. February. 24th, depending on how you pronounce it. And uh, there is a VIP experience. Uh, you know a little bit more about the experience. I know we're how many people are we flying there? I believe it's two. You know, if my computer would catch up with me, <laughs> I'd be able to tell you. I believe it's two. Let's just um, say it's two. And yeah. if it's one, uh, Adam the Beard will uh, cover the the second. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, my computer's not working with me, but I, be- I believe it's for two. You can fly out to Hollywood for the premiere of the movie, and uh, and my, I don't know. You might get to meet some of the people in it, like uh, Kelsey Grammer's in it, Jonathan Rumi's in it, and it's a story um, about uh, Chuck Smith and the whole start of uh, of the Calvary Church Chapel. movement. And, yeah um greg laurie and everything and uh, it's it's a great cast and it looks like it's going to be a really good movie i was too young to remember any of that and i wasn't not a christian so it didn't interest me but later on when i found out what happened it was a part of the jesus movement and the jesus jesus movement was phenomenal it was um it wasn't just calvary chapel i mean it just blew up everywhere but uh, they started kind of the southern california uh movement out there and it's just a great story uh but the 24th and it'll be at a theater near you so go to faithhogatlanta.com if you don't get the trip but try to get the trip yeah it and my computer finally pulled up it is in fact a trip for two to hollywood 
Hey, trip for two, everybody. And they will take you to every taco destination in Hollywood, California, and you will enjoy yourself. And probably In-N-Out Burger as well. So there you go. I'm trying to I tell you what, when I lived in California, we had some off the chain Mexican food. I'm serious. I'm sure. It was I'd never had a burrito like I had in Ramona, California. It was a little kind of a little lean to shack with plastic on the side of the road. You had to stand in line to get your food. I went in there and there's a there's somebody at a like a grill and somebody taking the money and somebody grilling and the burrito had like real meat and real peppers. And it was like as big as uh, bigger than our favorite uh, 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 Joey's mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. get. I'm like, this is delicious. And it was cheap. Where has this been all my life? Hey, wait, something in California was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Unheard of. Can we have a burrito? Let's see. We, we need. To, where do we squeeze burrito in? Burrito Monday? I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's not a B. I don't know. We'll have to figure that one out. We'll figure it out. Well, let's do this while we're thinking about it. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Hey, look out. It's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Hope you're having a great day. Dan and I earlier were talking about Taco Tuesday. Uh, why make it just one day? You can make it Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You can, I mean, Friday. Yeah. You know? Any day of the week, really. Usually the Radcliffe's, though, used to, I don't know if anymore, used to have Mexican food on Friday night, which to me is awesome. Yeah. I mean, either, like, either Friday or Saturday, but uh, generally more often on Friday, yeah. The good stuff. Hey, congratulations again to uh, Ezra and Abby. Uh, Saturday night, they had the the twins. And uh, I've been telling people about the girls and the, and showing pictures. And I you know, said, you know, pray. here's their first. They didn't have any children. Right. And the first children they have are children. Yep. Twins. I mean, yep. can you imagine? I mean, one was difficult enough. Yeah, that's a hard learning curve with the first yeah. one. But, I mean, suddenly you're like, bam, there's two. Well, Do you know anybody that has had maybe triplets? I don't I don't know that I know anybody. I that's do, had. yeah. There's a, a couple that was in our church that we used to go to. And actually, I, they either did live or still live. I'm not sure if they're still there, but they live in Ken Kington's neighborhood. Oh. And they're friends with Ken. And they had triplets, uh, one boy and two girls. Wow, that you, you got to have assistance. I mean, you yeah. got to have some type of help to babysit, to feed, etc. Oh yeah, and maybe grandmas and maybe Ken would have gone over there or did go over there and, yeah, and probably not. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own. Good luck. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. All right, we got off. Uh, uh, a number of us fasted. You know, a lot. Of, you know, in January, a lot of folks fast. They fast food. They fast the social media. Uh, this year, I, 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 um, I, I fasted a couple of things, um, some stuff for a couple of weeks. And then last week I, I fasted social media, mm-hmm. uh, because, and as I, I was talking about this last week, I believe just seemed like I was always hitting my phone, not even knowing it, looking to yep. see the latest post on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever. It's a habit. It is a habit, and honestly, I mean this sincerely when I say this. I'm not making this up. This is not show shtick, but um, I finally got to the point where I was fine with it, not checking 
social media. That's how that's how addicting it can be. Mm -hmm. And to me, social media is, uh, you know, I don't post that much. I do check and see uh, uh, different posts, just see what people say. And I enjoy pictures, you know, family and vacations, et cetera. But I also love social media for me because I've been able to 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 reconnect with people that I went to high school with, mm-hmm. went to broadcasting school, went to college with, pastored at churches, et cetera, uh, and worked with in radio for, for all these years. And that, to me, the only downside, and I miss birthdays because I love saying happy birthday to folks. And so I was going to go, you know what? It's been seven days without social with social media. I think I can just keep on going and see how far I can go. But then somebody uh, dear uh, to us was having a, a birthday. So I thought, well, yeah, but I really want to wish them a happy birthday. So I got back on and wished them a happy birthday. Otherwise, maybe I could just, you know, just start it back up. But I tell you, it I don't know that it was a monkey on my back, <laughs> but it was definitely a habit Yeah, because my thumb would go right straight on my phone for the Facebook every morning after I check either my texts uh, or work email. And it's just boom, 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 boom. Next thing you know, oh my God, I'm, just, I'm fasting this. And you shut yeah. it off. That's because physiologically your brain created those paths and that just, that's just uh, it becomes a habit. Physiologically. Who was that? It was talking about that last week. Those, And that's true. It, it takes those paths. It creates, your brain creates new paths. Uh, I think Steve Arterburn was talking about that. Well, like, yeah. Yeah. For new habits. Yeah. And it, um, it just creates that path and your body just yeah. automatically does it. And, you know, that's what we learned about Jake because Jake was born with a, a, a deletion on his eighth chromosome um, and suffered uh, brain damage, some brain damage. His his brain has made new paths and he comes up with stuff. It's just unbelievable Hmm. where, you know, doctors aren't sure they know it's supposed to your brain. When God made us, he made our brains. He made our bodies to heal, basically heal themselves. Right. And uh, brains, new pathways, et cetera. So it's like he knew what he was doing. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see. The manual here says Jesus. What does it say? I don't have my glasses on. That's what God would say. Insert tab a into hole B and. Speaking of bodies and young, I read this the the other day. I don't know that I could go. Well, I could go this far, but I don't know that I want to go this far. Far. Forty five year old Brian Johnson is spending two. Well, I don't have two million dollars. Two million dollars a year to try to be eighteen again. And this is this is what he's doing. He's hired thirty doctors and experts, helping him to reverse the clock, and reportedly has the heart of a thirty seven year old and the lungs of an eighteen year old. What he does, it's an experiment called the Project Blueprint, and uh, he wakes up every morning at 5 a.m. He's a vegan. He gets 19, a little over 1,900 calories a day, almost 2,000, and um, it seems to be working for him. I, I, I just love meat too much that I, you know, if I had to, I would say, okay, I'll cut out the meat. But like Dan and I were talking about earlier with the fat on the steak, mm. it just makes it taste so good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I want to be 18 again. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot of stupid mistakes after I was 18, and I've learned from them since, and I don't want to go through that again. Yeah, but what if, and you can't. This is ridiculous, really, right. in a sense, to even go back, right? Because we think at times, well, if I could go back, I'd change this or that. And that's yeah. true. 
we would, uh, but then we wouldn't learn from our mistakes. So, right. Yeah. So, so would I go back to 18? No, probably not. Well, I'd like to have fewer wrinkles on my face. Yeah. (laughs) But I know no matter who tells you it's the brand new wrinkle cream that's just taking over the world and it'll make you look eight. No, it won't. It's not. It's, it's hooey. Hey, even if I could go back to 40, 41, 42, 43, maybe, because I just realized, you know, there are days I wake up and go, oh, my God, I'm 62, almost 63. Yeah. What happened? I mean, when I first started in Buckhead, I was 45 years old. And I was a young whippersnapper. Yeah. And I didn't realize how young I was. Yeah. But there you go. All right. Uh, Let's see what's uh, going on. Uh, What's going on? What's a going on? Hey, don't forget that if you miss a Faith Talk Live. Now, there's a lot of folks that watch us and listen to us, and they're they're loyal, they're, they're faithful, they love hanging. But every now and then, something happens. You get a doctor's appointment, uh, you know, the pest people show up, and mm-hmm. you got to go walk them through the yard, and they got to look at your termite traps. And I say that because the termite people just, they come every say, year. It sounds like you speak from. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, do you mind coming at another time? I'm going to talk to Dan at this time. I don't have time to talk about termites. Yes. And hey, you're going to miss it. Hey, it's all, it's okay. It's all right. No condemnation. We're not going to send the Rick and Dan police after you. No, they're, they're busy doing up. other things right now. So <laughs> not sure what, but they're doing other things right now. You can listen to our show or shows, any of them, all of them on podcast. You can go to faithtalkatlanta.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Or if you just want to listen to the show again, you heard it first, you heard it live and and you you And you have to go, did they say that (laughs) go back? Did they really (laughs) Hey, there's some stuff that we said on the early shows back in the day when we first started. I'm really surprised we still have a show. You know, uh, thankfully, the uh, the powers that be weren't listening. Those <laughs> the powers that be. Yes, the powers that be. Yes. <laughs> anyway, they have uh, had mercy on Dan and I. So here we are. We continue on on Faith Talk Live and love doing it. Some great interviews over the years. Go to faithtalkatlanta.com or again, wherever you get your podcast. I think we got about a minute. Yep. Uh, the, the VIP experience that Jesus revolution listen to this i i listen i love working for our company because we do stuff like this we give tickets away we give money away we give trips away etc etc that to me is is a big part of uh the broadcasting experience Mm -hmm. so what do we have going on with this vip thing you can uh, if you go to faithtalkatlanta.com you'll see the banner just click on it uh and you could win a trip for two to the Los Angeles red carpet premiere of Jesus Resolution, Resolution, Revolution. It comes out uh, February 24th, and uh, you can be there with you and a friend in Hollywood to, to, to see the, the red carpet premiere. And usually all the stars are at those big premieres. And again, Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus in The Chosen, uh, is going to be in the movie. Kelsey Grammer, you know, you know Kelsey Grammer, Frasier. He's yeah. in the movie. Uh, it's just got a great looking cast, and uh, it looks like it's going to be an awesome story. So get signed up. You can enter once per day. So go every day to faithtalkatlanta.com and get signed up. Yeah, it's going to be groovy. It's going to be fun. Hey, let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk.
Hey there, it is Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. If you're watching Facebook Live or YouTube Live, she's a Bengals fan, and, well, she should be. She's also <laughs> a, a wife, mom, teaching pastor, and uh, she is an author of a brand-new book, How to Stay Standing. We're going to talk to her about that and more. Allie Patterson, how are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. It's a good day to be in Cincinnati. I am definitely a <laughs> Bengals fan indeed. <laughs> Other than the cold weather, it's a good day to be in Cincinnati, right? That's right. It's about 30 and pretty gray outside my window yeah. right now, but it's all yeah. good. Now, I just read right before we went live that you're a mom of four. I uh, am. So not only are you a, uh, a wife, a teaching pastor, and an author, how do you do all that? I mean, oh my gosh. I've gotten really good at saying no and setting boundaries. Um, can you teach us how to do that? We're yeah. not very good at that. <laughs> Another session. We can, we can okay. work through how to say no and set boundaries. Yes, that's the only way I survive. Yeah, That's, that's a tough one, but uh, we want to find out how to stay standing. Uh, let's talk about the book. Where did this come from? Is this something that you've been chewing on for a while or, or what? Or been teaching on or what? Oh, for sure. It's interesting how much just what God does in your life and through your life starts to creep in when you teach and write and speak. And I've been talking about the themes of this book for probably a decade, but it goes back even further than that. And I would say I kind of stumbled into the truth of the heart of this book before I ever knew it was in scripture. Mm -hmm. And so it's very, very much what I lived out in my own life. And then as I became closer and closer to Jesus and started to read scripture, I honed in on the parable that's really at the heart of this book because it was so accurate to my lived experience of my life. And so it just became a favorite of mine. And I, I found myself circling around the themes of it a lot. So yes, indeed, it's been a long time. So for, for those who may not know, what what mm -hmm. is that theme? What is what yes. is that thing that you were circling around your head? Well, the the parable that's at the heart of this book is a pretty straightforward parable that Jesus tells, you know, some of his are big head scratchers, but this right. one I think is a pretty straightforward parable that's told, um, recorded in both Luke and Matthew at the end of his famous sermon called the Sermon on the Mount. Mm -hmm. And he tells this parable about two builders and one who builds a house on a foundation of rock and the other who builds a house without a foundation and the storm and rain and floods come for both of them. And one house stands and one house falls. And the point that he was making at the big end of this sermon was that anything built on me, Jesus, him, it was kind of an outlandish way to conclude his sermon. Right. He was basically saying, if you build your life on me, it will stand. And if you build it on anything else, it will fall. Yeah. And I, I was fascinated by this being the big conclusion to his whole sermon about how to be you know, alive and living in the kingdom of God. And he basically puts himself at the very base of it. And he says, anything on me stands, everything else falls now and forever. And I thought that's exactly what my story and my own life bear out the truth of that for sure. And do you think he knew then that there was going to be a great kid song uh, about the, how the wise man built his house upon the rock? <laughs> the wise man built his house upon the rock. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't sing that when I was a kid, but I have heard it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Several times. 
Allie Patterson, a brand new book. It's called How to Stay Standing. I believe it came out yesterday. So it's uh, the ink is still wet. On it the, is brand, uh, on, brand on new. So pick up uh, the book. Hey, you talk about building uh, on the <laughs> on the rock, <laughs> Jesus, and, and on the sand. Uh, have you found in your own life and leading other folks that sometimes we don't realize that we have built things in our life on the sand until like we're older and like, wow, I can't, I thought I was, I thought I'd built that on Jesus, but, 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 but. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is actually my heart behind the book because the book is called how to stay standing. And it's because of that, because being a teaching pastor at a big church, I know so many people, wonderful people who were exactly like I was too. I want to be a good person. I want to build my life the right way, the right way. And so I do what I think is the right thing to do. And it falls apart anyway, because trouble comes for everybody, right? Right, right? And so the book really pulls apart when Jesus makes his way into that parable. He actually says three simple things. And that is what the whole book is based on about how you actually build a life on him. He says one sentence on the way into the parable, and I think we overlook this all the time. He says, for everyone who comes to me and hears my word and puts it into practice will be like a man who dug down deep and laid his foundation on the rock. And so the book is in three parts. And we really look at what did he mean? How do you come to Jesus, hear his word, and put it into practice in your life? That's what I'm after because I don't I don't have any time to, you know, waste and neither do you in right. in thinking that we're building our life the right way and finding out far too late that we didn't. Yeah. And I, and I love that because so often we, we get in our head, okay, so I, I need to follow Jesus and I need to do what he says, but what does that look like practically? Yes. It's very easy to say, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to do what he says, but what does that look like practically? Yes. And my favorite one is probably the very first thing because he says both builders heard his word mm-hmm. and one put it into practice and one didn't. And I think the secret in that is that the second builder who heard the word, he never came to Jesus. He never actually brought his whole self before Hmm. God. So Hmm. we really look at this invitation that Jesus issues over and over for people to come to me. And as he invites people to come to him, and as they do or don't, what does that actually mean? And so I believe that's the engine behind the whole thing, because you could sit in church your whole life, you, you could come to my church and sit there and listen to a great sermon and walk out the door and be the foolish builder, right? Mm-hmm. Because the first thing is to show up with your whole self before the Lord. So we really look at what the heck does that mean? And how would that happen in a real life with, a, with real stuff going on? Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, just I guess my, my experience in the church has taught me there's just an awful lot of really wonderful people who truly do want to follow God and no one's ever told them this is what that actually looks like lived out and so Mm -hmm. that that's really the heart behind my book just assumed uh how to stay standing it is Allie Patterson and we're talking about her book it is out you can get it uh, on her website you can probably get it on Amazon as well or wherever you get your, your Christian books 
Allie, you talk about taking action, not wallowing in the mess, disarming honesty, and uh, how to engage in scripture to hear God's voice. High risk taking. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that uh, you can actually find uh, safety and security in Christ. Uh, most of us find fear and risk taking. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I this this process of coming to Jesus and hearing His Word and putting it into practice really um, pushes you continuously toward risks, small and large. Because the truth is we need to get over our own doubts. And I don't think Jesus is afraid of those at all. I think what he wants us to do is take these little steps, these little risks to almost like snowball evidence that he's there, he's good, his ways produce fruit in your life. He's never gonna leave you. When you face trouble, he's in there with you. He wants you to experience that, but you're never gonna experience that without risk, never. Mm -hmm. And so a life of faith, and it's not like, not like jumping out of a plane risk. It's risking believing the word of God is true and right and good before you actually see it happen in your life. That's and it, it, an unwillingness to do that, you will never get over your own, your own questions and doubts about God because we all have those, right? Mm, um, yeah. Unless you risk to find out, is he good? Is he there? Is he right? Is he real? Does he love me? Does he know me? We, we need that, right? I would never expect to have a relationship with you without building trust in you, right. without actually getting to know you. And I, I think it's fair to want that of God as well. And I think he, he wants us to know that of him. He wants our confidence and our trust, and that requires risk. Again, you can go to theallypatterson.com where you can also find other resources like Bible studies. I was mm -hmm. just looking at uh, some of your Bible studies here, like use your influence and read scripture well. Uh, talk about what uh, what you like folks to get out of those with those yeah. Bible studies. Well, I just I believe wholeheartedly that the place where we learn, we tune our ear to God's voice, we deeply understand His character, we learn His story and the the story that our lives are a part of. That all happens in the context of of the scriptures. And so um, my desire is to kind of help people get in there in um, in kind of low risk, you know, high reward ways. Um, let me help you walk through some of the scriptures. Let's look at how you read them. Let's think about them together, because I believe the more you're in the word, the more you experience the living word of God. You, you start to hear his voice. You start to understand who he is. You start to trust in his character because it's so evident in that space. And so it's it's the richness, it's the truth that we have to root our entire lives in. And so I always say that um, my heart is mostly to connect people with God through his word, because um, that's just where everything that is solid ground in my life, it all goes back to that. And so um, I, that's truly my deep desire is to introduce people to a living God through his word. So good. How to Stay Standing, the latest book from Allie Patterson. No doubt more books on the way. TheAllyPatterson.com. Great place to go. Allie, thank you so much. We'd love to thank talk you. to you in a few months if you're up for it. And see I would love to. Doing. Would yeah. love to do that. Thank you. It's been it's been a pleasure to And go Bengals, I guess. Go, go Bengals. <laughs> yes. Let's get a championship and head to that Super Bowl. Go Bengals. Yes. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probe. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.